Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast where we count how many ways Vince can fuck up the Royal Rumble this year. It's lost in the mid card. Welcome. Here we are on the cusp of my favorite pay per view of the entire WWE card, the Royal Rumble. It is this Sunday. I am excited. I normally work on Sunday nights, so uh, I have taken Sunday night off because I'm I'm always excited for the Royal Rumble. Uh, even though there is not going to be any fans this year, it, I think it's still going to be a lot of fun. Uh, there, there was a tweet though. We'll get into later on in the headlines. It might worry some people. We'll see. Uh, it may just be smoke. Who knows? Um, but overall, uh, Royal Rumble is always a fun time, regardless of if it's booked like shit or not, it's still entertaining. It just depends on what kind of mood it'll put us in going into WrestleMania. Uh, so fresh off of those marquee awards. Hope you enjoyed those last week on our, our uh, first episode of lost in the mid card uh, of the year. I hope you enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed the awards there that we gave away. Uh, we are going to now dive in basically to the road to WrestleMania. Here we are. Uh, but first, thank you to spiderduck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, and any of your favorite podcasting apps. All you got to do is search for Lost in the Midcard. Hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time you, uh, a new episode comes your way, typically on a Wednesday, typically uh, uh, maybe mid-afternoon for the podcast and late afternoon, early evening for the YouTube versions are, are the typical uh, uh, go-to times for those releases. Uh, so hopefully you can at least get a little audio in uh, before NXT and Dynamite on, on Wednesdays. Uh, you can also subscribe to, uh, on the YouTube, as I said, and the links to all of that are on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lost in the mid card. Links are also on our Twitter page at LITMC podcast, where we also share uh, a lot of, of the great tweets from the wrestling world. I am your host, Jeremy Bennett. You can find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers. As always, my co-host, he is on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime, Mr. Matt Black. Matt, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing, man. It's it's been uh, it's been a long week, and it's only Tuesday. Um, I hear you there. Uh, I, I'm really hoping AEW and NXT give me something to be happy about tomorrow because I'm uh, I'm kind of spent at the moment. Yeah, uh, it's only Tuesday. Well, we got yeah. we we got fifteen inches of snow yesterday, uh, the other day. Oh my goodness! January record on Monday, fifteen wow. inches, and, and uh, I didn't look outside, but apparently we we're supposed to get two more tonight too. So, holy um, shit! Yeah, so I have not left the house uh, since Sunday. Uh, I don't know if I can even leave the house if the side streets have not been plowed yet. There is no way I can leave the yeah, house. Yeah, you you stuck. Yeah. Uh, so after I did, a, uh, I did my bar job on Sunday and I did a little karaoke, had a few uh, adult beverages and uh, uh, had the smart idea to go to the grocery store and pick up a few uh, uh, frozen dinners and such and some goodies in, in just in case. And uh, sure enough, uh, they said nine to 12 and we got 15. So it was a... Uh, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, January record, they said. So, 
uh yeah so uh but uh you know i don't have anything going on really uh no bar job i usually work wednesdays and sundays no bar job tomorrow i was supposed to be out of town but those plans are probably being changed with the weather um so i guess i'm just gonna stay home and play hitman (laughs) three Now that I've beaten Cyberpunk, everybody's, everybody's talking about Hitman Three right now. Yeah, now that I, now that I've beaten Cyberpunk, uh, uh, move on to Hitman Three and and uh, uh, they, they like I feel like Hitman Three came out fifteen years ago. <laughs> they didn't reinvent they didn't reinvent the wheel with it, but they didn't need to. It's a, it's a damn fun game. So. Am I am I wrong though? Like I feel like there was well, Hitman Three like forever ago. They rebooted the they rebooted the so series. So they just rebooted the whole franchise and just started the numbers over again. Yeah. Well, I don't wow. think I don't think Okay, they, why I not? Yeah. I don't know if they <laughs> called it I don't think they called it 1 2 or 3 though. I, I there was like Absolution, Blood Money. They had like names for the games. Um so it wasn't necessarily 1 2 3, but this was like a, a yeah, but they did a reboot, a hard reboot with just it just calling it straight up Hitman. And man, it was good and hitman two was good and three is just it 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 was a planned trilogy from the start so icing on the cake uh may not be another hitman game for a long time because now io is going to focus on the the new james bond game that's coming out probably next year sometime so oh oh yeah you're you're right back in the day like they called it hit they they did Hitman 2 Silent Assassin. Oh. Okay. But Hitman Contracts, which came out two years later, was not officially titled Hitman 3. I guess I just, I guess just in my mind, it was Hitman 3. Yeah. And then uh, uh, there, I, I just recently bought on sale uh, HD remastered versions, uh, a bundle of Blood Money and uh, Absolution for PS4. I think those originally came out on 3, maybe. Or maybe PS2. I can't remember. Yeah, I was, I was, I was talking, I was talking PS2. Like, yeah, that was like back in like 2004. Yeah, uh, when I was, what I was talking about. So yeah, yeah, I mean, this franchise is is very much stood the test of time. <laughs> yeah, it, and the reboot has really reinvigorated it because they've just done a tremendous, just every and and like you, you can fly through the story in two days, like I did, but then it's it's perfecting each locale getting all the kills uh just all the challenges is the fun part about it it's not about the story is cool there's some twists and turns but it's not in depth like i said you get through it a day or two it's like call of duty you you fly through the story and then you go play multiplayer here you fly through the story and then you go uh uh, try to perfect each locale you know with with uh, all, all the challenges they lay out and so the replayability is just through the roof on this game i love it uh impact tonight uh man like, like matt said been a long week already i was a little worn out after work because uh been a little busy at my main job and um so i took a little nap ski and i set the alarm for 6 50 uh 10 minutes before impact and i said nope Went back to sleep. <laughs> I got up about quarter to nine, and uh, Matt still was doing a little work, so I uh, I put in impact right after it ended. So I was able to get impact in actually, even though I slept through it live. Um, start out with Rich Swan, and uh, we've got an Impact Plus show coming up very soon with uh, No Surrender. 
Uh, I don't know the date on that. I, I think that's February 13th. Yes. It's February 13th. And I, I remember that specifically because February 14th is the NXT takeover. Yep. So that's going to be a busy weekend. <laughs> and uh, as a birthday present to Tommy Dreamer, who turns 50 on that night, February 13th, Rich Swan said it would be his honor to defend the Impact World Championship against Tommy. Tommy kind of taking it back to it. Didn't even get a chance to speak before everybody else came out to complain. Sammy Callahan, Moose, uh, Chris Bay, uh, all, uh, you know, not happy about Rich Swan gifting Tommy Dreamer a title shot. And so then some attacking. Willie Mack coming back, making his way back to Impact. And uh, kind of tried to help even the odds out, but there was then the lights went out and Kent Shamrock made his return from his 30 day suspension. But I have a feeling he may be getting another suspension after that. I wonder if he gets fired after the end of Impact. You know, I wonder if his contract's running up. Matt, I think he might be, maybe, maybe fired or something. I don't know because he, he had that 30 day suspension just because or because he put his hands on officials. And they beat the shit out of officials at the end of Impact. So yeah, I mean, no offense, no offense to Shamrock, but he's not really bringing a whole lot to the table right now. He's not a draw. Um, so if his contract is up and they decide to, to you know, to part ways, I, I don't think anybody's going to be really broken hearted about it. No, uh, he's not a draw. Pun intended. The nickname of Sammy Callahan. They might want to keep him around though, just for the simple fact they just put him in their Hall of Fame. Yeah, and it would kind of look bad on them to you know, induct a dude into their Hall of Fame and they kick him to the curb three months later. Yeah. So I, I I guess we'll see what happens. Who knows? Maybe he's under some kind of, like, Impact Legends deal or some shit like that. True. It may be just the fact that he's just... I mean, that motherfucker got the rock on Impact Television. I mean, that's got to count for something. Yeah, it, maybe it's just the fact that he just wants to relax and chill. So this is a storyline way of getting him off TV, you know, and I yeah. Uh, after commercial, the three good guys uh, pound on Demore's office, uh, wanting some retribution. No pun intended there either. Uh, Demore says, uh, "Well, you know, you're outnumbered, but uh, hey, check what I got in my office." And uh, they all they all liked what he, they they had to see in his office. Uh, more to come on that later. Uh, tag match, Matt Cardona, Josh Alexander, uh, Ace Austin, Mad Ben Fulton. Matt, are you worried that pro wrestling is pigeonholing Matt Cardona into being a tag team wrestler? Um, you, you, you could think that, but at the same token, Matt Cardona has been very vocal on Twitter that the teaming with Josh Alexander was a one-time thing mm-hmm. and well, that he, that he's there to be, that he's there to be a singles guy. They're setting the seat. Uh, they're setting the I seats think, for him and Brad Myers to feud, though. I was just, I was just gonna say, I think before this year's over, if he sticks around in Impact, I think we're getting a feud between him and Myers. I like that backstage segment. Bad dude, Brian. Uh, Brian Myers took on Eddie Edwards, and uh, Brian Myers wins by DQ because all of a sudden Eddie Edwards snapped and put a thumb in the eye. Uh, uh, of Myers and started biting him and ignored the referee's five count. Uh, that was interesting, Matt. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that was a really weird finish. I guess. Uh, I guess maybe the barbed wire match has snapped him. Maybe I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. Uh, Rosemary took on Tennille. 
and uh, Larry D is back from jail. Uh, Johnny Swinger has made a mix- makeshift casino <laughs> with some brizzards. Uh, had a little segment with uh, your Impact Knockout Champion Deanna Perazzo bragging about running Taya out of Impact. Uh, Jordan Grace and Jazz show up. We're going to have uh, Susan and Jordan Grace next week. Uh, the Fire and Flavor Festival was not good, Matt. It was the worst thing on the show. It was not good. It was not good at all. I'm I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you thought the same because I was just watching. I'm like, man, this is bad. I got a kick out of Nevaeh in the Stay Puft Marshmallow costume, though. Uh, that was about the only thing I liked about that. Listen, this I like. I really love when they do the wacky shit. Like I, yeah, I enjoyed this was... the, the murder mystery with the yeah. with the wedding. I enjoyed Wrestle yeah. House. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I like when they think outside the box, but this was just this, this fell, flat. fell flat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it it wasn't good. It was just like as so, like as soon as Alicia started talking, like even before the champs got out there, and I was like, "Man, this is not going to be good, is it?" There's nothing and, to it. There's nothing to it. I was right. It just it, it was just a bland. It was a bland ripoff of the fire festival, which was like <laughs> how many years ago? So it was an old, it's an old joke anyways. I mean, the Netflix documentary was like two years ago. So, uh, Joe Doring took on, uh, cousin Jake quick match there. Uh, then we got ourselves a, a pretty good main event, eight man tag match. Uh, the team of the bad guys, Chris Bacon, Shamrock, uh, Sammy Callahan and Moose took on Rich Swan, William Mack, team, Tommy Dreamer, and a mystery partner. That mystery partner, Trey Miguel. How about that, Matt? We, we finally answered the mystery of where is Trey Miguel. Uh, he apparently had some family issues, so uh, understandably stepped away from wrestling for a little bit while his uh, brothers and the Rascals have been tearing it up in NXT early on. Uh, so apparently Trey back with impact, Matt. I, I think it's the best for him long term because mm-hmm. let's face it, the um, MSK is going to get a nice little month run or whatever, and then they're going to be buried and and everybody's going to forget about them. I hate I to don't say know. that. I, I don't know, I, but but I mean that that, ta- that's that just tag division is just... so weak. That tag division is so weak that I don't know if they will get buried. They may actually reinvigorate that whole thing. Look, because of look, how weak I would that love to, I would is. love to be I would love to be proven wrong. But I just I don't believe that that's go that that they're going to have a good run in NXT. And I yeah. look, I would love to be wrong because I like the Rascals. They're putting them. The the, they're putting them over right now, though. Yeah, but I mean, they what? They've been there for what one match? Yeah. But you, you know, let, let's let's, you don't let's see, see what them. they're doing. Let's see what they're doing three months from now. Yeah, you don't we, see we, them. We can come back and revisit this around WrestleMania time. Yeah. I mean, we can figure out if MSK. Or, or um, or Trey Miguel are in a better situation right now, you know. And I, I show a lot of people could argue well, I'm curious because they're getting paid more money. But some wrestlers want to be creatively fulfilled, yeah, and and not getting paid as much, but still being happy with their work means a great deal to them. I tell you what, though, uh, we have not seen. NXT put this much backing to a tag team 
in recent time, though. So that's why I think the situation may be a little different. But we'll see. We'll see. Um. Yeah, and Trey Miguel, I mean, if he went to AEW, he'd probably get a little lost. There's, the AEW has yeah. so many people. I, they almost have too many people. You know, which in a way isn't a bad thing because it's employing. People are employed. But, uh, you know. Uh, the good guys got the win at the end. Trey Miguel getting the pin. Uh, Shamrock Mad puts a uh, referee in the ankle lock, as I was. Uh, that was what I was referring to earlier as impact goes off the air next, ah, I'm in my zone. <laughs> impact next week. We'll see uh, TJP against Rohit Raju non-title uh, Rohit was talking to someone to have his back next week. I'm afraid it's uh, that uh, uh, Shara. See, I think he's still under contract with impact. See, but I wonder if he's been hurt. I don't know. Um, uh, Singles match between uh, tag teams. Tasha Steeles will take on Havoc. <clears throat> uh, Madman Fulton will take on Josh Alexander. Jordan Grace will take on Susan. And Matt Hardy and Private Party will appear. Impact in 60 next week will be best of Rich Swan. Dynamite for uh, last week. Episode number 67. We kick things off with Negative One's birthday celebration. Uh, he comes out on the shoulders of 10. And um, pretty cool little opening with the, the uh, pretty cool little opening with the happy birthday stuff there. And um, Brody's uh, family, uh, Brody Jr., ne- uh, Negative One's family in the crowd as well. Luther and Serpentico show up. Uh, ripping on the dark order and uh then uh hangman comes out and uh, we get things kicked off on the announced match here no surprise with the birthday celebration that the uh the good guys hangman silver reynolds and colt cabana get the win there and then uh, uh luther gets a face full of birthday cake and also eats a a, a kendo stick from negative one I would have liked to seen Luther sell that kendo stick a little better. Yeah. But Serpentico sold it. So, so uh, a good, uh, and then negative one throwing the papers. So, uh, 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 good work by, uh, good work by negative one, huh, Matt? <laughs> it, it was, it was definitely entertaining. It was probably my favorite part of the show last week. So then, uh, uh, Johnny Hungy gets on one knee to propose to uh, Hangman Adam Page to join the Dark Order, and Page says, "I've done the group thing before. I can't." But uh, <laughs> Dark Order was assuming he'd say yes and uh, had graphics and confetti to uh, uh, show that. But uh, uh, Page said he's sorry and grabs uh, the whiskey bottle from Stu and uh, and leaves. Uh, I, I think he's eventually going to join. I, I hope so. I think I th- they're. I think. I think they're playing it out. Yeah, they're going to wear them down. I think. I think. I think our prediction from the show, Matt, is going to break him eventually. I think negative one's going to ask him. I think it's. Gonna I thought that's what they were going to do last Wednesday. Like, I think and they didn't. I, I so. think. I think they're going to drag it out, and then it, that's going to be. I think that'll. I think they're going to drag it out, and that'll be the breaking point for Paige. Is going to be my guess. Yeah, you might be right. 
Sting coming out and wearing a Brody Lee shirt. That was cool. Um, talks about how he sees himself in Darby. Uh, didn't want to interrupt the TNT Championship match last week, but saw that shit was going down, and so he said he decided to get to interject. Then Taz interrupts, calling bullshit, and uh, challenging to a street fight, and it has been accepted at Revolution. Brian Cage and Ricky Starks will take on Sting and Darby Allen in a street fight. Matt, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you damn well knew you weren't getting this at fucking on Dynamite. No. Not, I, not, not, I even, think, not think, even beach break. <laughs> I think anytime Sting gets in the ring, it's going to be on pay-per-view. Yep. Like, agreed. I think that's going to be how how little he works. Yep. And and I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think they need to overexpose him in the rain. Um, but I think anytime anytime that man's gonna work, you'll you're gonna fucking pay. Yep. You know, you're gonna fucking pay to see that man work. I wonder uh so, I, wonder, I wonder how many what kind of bumps he's gonna take. I know it's not gonna be nuts. I think it's I think it's gonna be a cinematic match, so I don't think he's gonna take many. Oh, okay. Oh, it's I, a street fight, so Yeah, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be you know technically a street fight can be, you know, just people in street clothes wrestling around the rain. We've seen street fights like that from several companies over the years. But we and saw... I think this is going to be more along the lines of a, of a cinematic match where Sting can be ultimately protected. And I don't think he ends up taking many bumps, if at any at all, um, in, in this match at Revolution. I yeah. could be wrong, but that, that's, my, that's my prediction. Yeah. Is that, is that a prediction and, and not a spoiler? It's not a spoiler because I don't know it for a fact. Uh, but I, I have a pretty pretty good idea. Pretty good idea. Pretty young, good, bu- good. young Bucks show up at Kenny Omega's house. Michael Nakazawa's the butler now. Well, he wasn't really a butler. He was like a assistant kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, I guess carrying around the laptop kind of makes him more of an assistant. How was? How about that oil painting? <laughs> that was something. I, I, I got nothing. That was something, pal. Uh, 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 so basically Don Callis, uh, uh, moral of the story, Don Callis is trying to buy off the friendship of Kenny, of, uh, Kenny Omega and the Bucks and, uh, a great line by Matt Jackson, uh, uh, talking about impact writing bad checks (laughs) and then the Bucks beat the shit out of Don Callis. So I thought it was a pretty good segment, Matt, as far as uh, I rather would, I rather would have seen. Yeah, speeding. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other, other than that, yeah, I mean, it was, it was fun. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, and that, uh, seriously, I popped at that oil painting. I thought that was some funny shit, man. I, I, I laughed. I, I laughed. Cody Rhodes took on Pretty Peter Avalon, and boy, I don't think I need to hear Jr. say Pretty Peter anymore. <laughs> I don't need to hear JR say a lot of things anymore, but that's just me. Uh, Jade Car- I, I, I would really prefer if it was just Shivani and Excalibur in the booth, to be perfectly honest. And Morrow. I don't think I don't think Morrow's interested in doing wrestling anymore. God, I don't know. Man. And, and honestly, a two man booth is more than efficient. Yeah. And if they really wanted to throw in a third, you know, if Taz isn't, you know, doing his team Taz thing, he could fill in. Yeah. Because Taz and Excalibur on Dark is what makes Dark worth watching. Yeah. 
Because uh, I'm, I'm just those saying guys, that. Those, those two t- together are hilarious. Look, and sometimes Jr. is good, and sometimes it's just like he's out dude, of touch. Sometimes, like, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, sometimes so, he's out of touch. Sometimes he screws up. Sometimes he's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, completely forgot what I was going to say. So let's move on. <laughs> My bad. Oh no, no, I was going to say something like literally just now. And I forgot it. It wasn't like while you were talking. It was literally like, uh, oh, I forgot. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's all getting old. Uh, Jade Cargo with a, uh, a distraction allowing Pretty Peter to get a little bit of offense in. But then in the end, Cody gets the uh, the win because he did not, because Avalon did not want to get slapped in the face. So he taps out. I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, we had a uh, promo with FTR, and uh, Jurassic Express shows up. Jungle Boy tells Dax that and Cash that he could beat uh, either one of them. Dax accepts the challenge. Luchasaurus saying he's going to make sure nobody gets involved. John Moxley takes on Nick Komaroto, uh, kind of a relative newcomer to AEW. He's been on Dark a couple of times. I, kind of an impressive dude, I, I would say, Matt. I, I thought, I thought he was kind yeah, of. I've seen him on dark. I, I, I like, I like his style. Nice powerhouse guy. And this was the one thing I actually did appreciate from Jim Ross. Um, they actually, uh, they actually explained why the match was happening. Yeah. Nobody so, else. Nobody I mean, else would step up to the challenge. I, I like when shit is explained. But WWE sure the fuck doesn't do that. Yes. Uh, yeah, so, they, they explained the fact that nobody wanted to face Moxley and Komaroto was the only one to step up to the... I don't even know how I'm saying his name right. Komaroto or Komaroto. I don't know how else to say it. So, yeah. If he gets on more, then I'll learn his name better. I might be saying it right. Fuck, I don't know. Uh, but he got some good offense in on Moxley, I thought, and uh, it was good. Uh, Moxley cut a promo afterwards. Uh, uh, talking about Kenny Omega and his frat brothers from Nashville. Um, so, uh, of course, uh, uh, we're going to be leading up to a big six man tag at beach break with Kenny and the good brothers against Mox Phoenix and, uh, and Pac pack Pac pack. Uh, I'm never going to say, I'm never going to say pack first. I, I can, it's always in my mind that it's Pac for some reason. Uh, Kenny Omega enters the building. Wearing an awesome shirt, by the way. Expensive, awesome shirt, by the way. Uh, Notice that Callus had a a big shiner and uh, asked who did it, and Callus uh, wouldn't give it up. Didn't want to. Didn't want to give it up. So he did. (laughs) Then he did. He didn't want to do it first, but then he did. He he wanted to. Yeah. Well, it's it's Callus. He's a slime ball. Come on. Excellent six-man tag match. Matt Seidel in top flight against Hardy Party. Loved it. Uh, and I think we got our first uh, little inklings of uh, a private party uh, embracing the big money lifestyle and, and doing a little heel stuff, huh? Well, you know, like they, needed to, they needed to evolve the tag team if they're going to be with Hardy. So 
I mean, it makes sense. I think it'd be kind of interesting to see these guys as, as heels. Uh, Penelope Ford took on Layla Hirsch. Decent little match there. Originally, it was going to be Nyla Rose, but uh, found, uh, someone close to her had COVID, so they replaced her with Penelope. Uh, Miro with his butler, Charles Taylor. Uh, made made Charles say that Miro is his best friend now, and the the sad look on Orange Cassidy was just heartbreaking, wasn't it, Matt? But also incredibly stupid. <laughs> because like, how is he? He's standing right there, and Miro is forcing him to say it. So why are you sad? You know he doesn't mean it. Like, the whole segment, that, that ending segment to me made no sense. And that's when JR's smart-ass comment, I actually agreed with him. Because Excalibur's like, oh, they're breaking up the best friends. And Jim Ross is like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, yeah, like, it, like no, I'm not, I'm not buying that line at all. Because they're not breaking up the best friends. Because, you know, he didn't fucking mean it. He was just saying it because he had to. Like, why are you sad, Orange? I liked. Uh, like he's lazy, but he's not stupid. I liked Miro's line at calling him the George Michael wannabe. <laughs> oh. Good Brothers beat up Penta backstage. Kenny Omega joins in on the fun. Which I didn't under—I didn't even really understand why they were beating him, beating him up. Well, his the, his brother's a part of that six man at Beach Break, so it's just they're. Yeah, but that that six man wasn't announced until afterward. Well, I thought it was before they announced it. No, before. it was announced afterward. That's why since Penta was out, they put Moxley in. Oh, I thought that was announced like a week before. Okay, no, they announced that Beach Break match after that attack. Oh, like they announced. I think they announced it during the during the main event or or whatever. They the commentators announced it. And so I, I didn't really understand the attack, but well, on being the elite this week, the Good Brothers were like, "We did it. We we took them out because they attacked you guys." Well, and yeah, because Lucha to the, uh, to the Young Bucks because Penta the, the week before. Well, yeah, because Penta and Phoenix had come out with uh, to attack uh, uh, after that. After that, yeah, yeah, and then, like that's that was Gallus and Anderson's reasoning on BTE. They yeah. said because because they attacked. The, because the Lucha Brothers attacked the Young Bucks the week before, like, and I'm just not, I'm not sure I'm really, I'm not sure I'm really buying it. But yeah, <laughs> main event was the Triple Threat Inner Circle Tag Team Challenge. Good little match here between uh, Jericho, MJF, Santana Ortiz, and uh, Sammy Hagar. Even got Sammy Hagar of rock and roll fame to drop a line because of course she's got uh chris jericho got ties in the rock and roll world so uh, that was pretty cool to see uh, hager drop a line ahead of that match no surprise to us jericho and mjf won the match by doing a little cheating thanks to wardlow but uh yeah i thought it was overall it was a good match a good main event there good solid event this Good solid, uh, a good solid uh, dynamite. Not mind blown by any means, but uh, 
Good We're not going to talk about Jericho almost breaking his neck on the lion salt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, quit doing that, Jericho. Ooh, that was rough. <laughs> yeah, you're not a cruiserweight anymore, Jericho. And uh, as we look ahead to this week on Dynamite, eight-man tag, Dark Order taking on Bucks Good Brothers. Darby Allen and Sting address their street fight. Jericho and MJF will take on the Varsity Blondes. Moxley will speak. Britt Baker takes on Shanna. Hangman Page in action. Cody Rhodes responds to Shaquille O'Neal. Jungle Boy and Dax, which I think will be a good match. And can you explain to me what the fuck he's responding to? They're like, Cody's responding to Shaquille O'Neal. I'm like, what the fuck did Shaq say? He must have Shaq said hasn't that. said anything since that fucking thing where Brandy threw water in his face. Like, what unless is he, he responding to? Unless he said something on social media or something that will... Not, not that I'm aware of. I would have reported it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Just, I don't fucking understand it. Like, ask, literally, Brandy getting pregnant has thrown, like, a gigantic monkey wrench into this entire storyline, and now it just makes absolutely no sense. Like, we're going to get Cody versus Shaq at Revolution, and and it's going to be whatever, and it's going to be done and over with, but good lord, <laughs> this storyline makes no sense. I hope they attempt to explain it tomorrow. Yeah. I, I hope on Dynamite... They, they somehow can fill in the holes. And somehow this could make sense because right now it's just, it's, it's, it's a cluster, it's a cluster fuck right now. So, and, uh, and, uh, hopefully, although actually, no, this probably won't, the main event will probably be the eight man. Well, maybe not with, uh, maybe this might be the main event because this has been building for a while. This should be a good one. I would put this as the main event, Lance Archer, Eddie Kingston. I did. I think the eight man's the main event. Yeah, that's my. That's what I think too. So, I, I, I would. I would be shocked. I. I would legitimately be shocked if. If the freaking if the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers gets the Dark Order wasn't close to the show. I think. Yep. Like, I, think it, I think it's gonna. I, I would open. I would open with Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston. That's how I open the show. Yeah, because I think it's gonna end with Bucks attacking the Good Brothers or something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm interested to see how that's going to work. I think they're going to brawl to end the show, so that's why you. That's probably why that's going to be a main event. I don't know if they want to get to that point that quickly, but it it might it might happen. I think attacking Callus might have escalated things, but you never know. NXT welcome Beth Phoenix back to the booth in person as she joins Vic Joseph and Wade Barrett. Dusty Cup, the way against Kushida, Leon Ruff. Uh, good little opening match here. Uh, I thought this was a really well done. Um, little surprise that that Kushida and Ruff won, but uh, Kushida pinning Gargano definitely can set the seeds for uh, February fourteenth takeover, uh, which, as Matt said last week on the show, better be called Saint Valentine's Day Massacre. You're uh, right. Uh, def, so, so, uh, storyline, it makes a lot of sense, but oh, really, really well done. Uh, good, good tag match with those four guys to start. Carrying cross, uh, destroyed Ashante, the Adonis, and then later uh, destroyed Desmond Troy so much so that they knocked him out of the dusty cup. Uh, I don't know if there's a replacement team. I don't know. I have not seen an update, Matt, of you 
or is that team just going to buy? Where uh, I believe on that end of the bracket was Davari and Nice. Oh, you didn't hear who the new team was? Nope. I must have missed Champion that news. Thatcher. Oh. I yeah, Tampa and Thatcher in that spot now. I missed that news. Yep. That makes me happy. Uh, great uh, little sit down with uh, MSK. Uh, before uh, our uh, little sit down, a little get to know you thing. Uh, they they kind of showed it. what 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 did they call that move in Impact, where it does the the shooting star and uh, exi- uh, where uh, I, I'm going to use their names now, uh, where uh, Nash does Nash Carter does the shooting star and Wesley pushes him. You remember what that was called in Impact? It had a name, but I cannot remember it to save my life. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? I don't explain it to me again. You know when you know when uh, you know when Wentz does the shooting star and and Xavier pushes him onto the so like he does the shooting star off of the guy and then and then Xavier pushes him in midair so then he lands on the guy. You know that move that the Rascals did. Yeah, no, yeah, I think vaguely. Yeah, it had a name. In impact, I can't remember what it was. And they used it on NXT, and then they showed, and then they showed it in slow motion uh, on the little sit down. I can't remember what they called it though. Let's see if I can find it on on the on the machine of the Eagle. You a little surprised Lucha House Party went over Imperium here? Um, yes and no, yes. Because I'm surprised that they that they put them together in the first place, but they wanted to get they wanted to get Lucha House Party and Legato del Fantasma against each other. So honestly, they could have put Imperium somewhere else, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't. Um, the move you were referring to is called the Hot Fire Flame. Hot Fire Flame. There we go. Obviously, it will be called something else in NXT. Yeah, so I'm sure that will not be called that in NXT. But I do think you're right, though. They still have not revealed what MSK means, and I do think it's men that smoke Kush. <laughs> I just I threw really, that together. I really, dude, I legitimately think you're right. I the just threw that, that together. Yeah, almost. yeah, you might have just thrown it together, but the fact that nobody, including the tag team itself, has revealed what MSK means, I believe that's what it is. I believe you figured it out. I think it's men that smoke Kush. Uh, pretty cool introduction to the uh, Women's Dusty Cup with uh, all the competitors, along with Beth Phoenix and William Regal. Uh, Beth Phoenix running down all the great women that have been in NXT as well. That was pretty cool. Uh, hey, who called it? Casey Cantanzaro and Caden Carter winning against Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Who called it? This guy right here last week. Good stuff. Finn Balor heads to William Regal's office, wants to face Pete Dune. Wasn't that what, uh, who was that Riddle? Riddle calling him that? Pete Dune? Is that where that got started? I think so. Now I can't quit calling him Pete Dune. Fucking, fucking Riddle. Uh, Balor wants to take out Lorcan and Birch. Riddle, uh, Riddle. Regal. I imagine Riddle is the GM. Bro. Uh, uh, Regal says, Finn, you got to go get yourself a partner. We all know who the partner's going to be. 
But war games. No, war games is not the partner. Uh, no, you said to him how it would be like if Matt Riddle was right. Oh, bro, bro games. games. Bro games. <laughs> Welcome to bro games, man. Um, Regal tells Ballard to keep your enemies closer. We all know who. It was to me. It was so obvious. Yeah, so obvious. Uh, what do you? Uh, are you liking the the heel swerve? I'm a little fifty fifty on it at this point. I do. I just want to see the man fucking pushed. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that would be nice. Feuding with Bronson Reed may not get him pushed unless he. I almost feel like they're pushing Reed, but. Um. Uh, I am uh I am I am not seeing it with Tyler Rust right now. I'm not seeing it with a, with quite a few of the people they're trying to push at the moment, but I'm willing to give them give them a, a chance to you know flourish and I mean at the end of the day, we need to remember that, you know, fucking um NXT is supposed to be a developmental territory. Yeah. You know, even though it's not really treated like such anymore. Yeah. So who knows? I just don't see it in him yet. And I, I, I can see it in people pretty quick. But I just not I just don't see I don't see the look. I don't see the I just don't I'm not seeing it with him right now. Uh Bronson Reed defeated Tyler Rust. Malcolm Bivens not happy that Tyler Rust went to Regal and got this match uh himself because he he knew that Bronson Reed was going to beat that ass. Finn Balor interviewed backstage says there's a couple of people that owe him a favor. He's going to go talk to him. Goes into the undisputed era locker room. Says he wants payback, needs a partner. Ask Kyle if he's in or if he's still sucking his meals through a straw. Roddy got a little pissed, but Adam Cole said, ah, chill out, Roddy. O'Reilly says that he's in. So there you go. Uh, Santos Escobar cutting a little promo. Lucha House Party interrupts. They get in a brawl with Legato. Kurt Stallion shows up to uh, even up the odds as the young Kurt Stallion is being pushed to be the next challenger to Santos Escobar's Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, so that was pretty, uh, pretty good there. I do not know much about Kurt Stallion yet, though, Matt. But uh, oh, he's supposed to be fighting Nesco tomorrow night. We'll find so, out a lot about him tomorrow, right? Yeah. So more news on Mr. Shamrock. Oh boy! Impact released a video of. Oh yeah. What I happened saw- when Impact went off the air? I noticed that that came out. Yeah. Yeah, and he continued to ankle lock the referee. Callahan got him off of the ref. He then punched Callahan and knocked him down, put the ankle lock back on the ref. Callahan walked out on Shamrock and Shamrock proceeded to beat up a whole bunch of security people to end the, to end the footage. So I don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, Shamrock was on a kayfabe 30 day suspension for uh, attacking officials. And this was his, he just beat up a shitload of them. (laughs) And this was his, this was his first night back from that. So, back to vacation you go, sir. Good day, sir. Uh, yeah, Kurt Stallion, 
as JR would say, is definitely white meat babyface, young guy. Up I don't and like the name. <laughs> Kurt Stallion? Because, yes, it sounds like somebody who could play the part of Matt Riddle's little brother. <laughs> I, I just I just don't I don't like I don't like the name. I did not know where you were gonna go when you said Matt Riddle and Stallion. <clears throat> Well, that's, that's exactly what I meant. You know, he's always talking about being the stallion and shit. So, yeah, it's just, I, I just, I don't, I, I don't, I don't dig the name, brother. Can I just say I love the fight pit? Oh, yeah, the fight. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you don't like the fight pit, I, I don't know what the hell, I, I don't know what the hell you're doing. And, uh, uh, again, Thatcher and Champa deliver, but I love the fight pit, man. I love the open where it's like the scaffolding. It's like a scaffolding match. Brings me back to the days when it was, uh, God, I think it was Road Warriors and Steiners. I'm watching in the NWA in the 80s as a little kid. And, uh, you know, it, it, and then then uh, somebody gets knocked down the ring and then you into the pit. It, it, it's, a great, it's a great concept. I love and it. And it's a, it's a, they enter differently than they did the last time they, they did, did the pit. It was completely, yeah. it was completely a new. Yeah, you know, I like tried out I concept. like this way. I like so, this way. Yeah, I like this way, where they start on the scaffolding, and uh, and I, yeah, and uh, the unique rules no uh, no pinfalls. You got a knockout or submission. So, yeah, I I, I love the concept completely. And uh, Thatcher two and zero oh in the fight in the fight pit. He owns the fight pit, you could say. And uh, that is interesting that him and. Uh, him and uh, and Champa, they might win the whole fucking thing. Uh, I I think they're gonna win the whole thing, Matt. I don't I don't think so. Um, uh, I do. I think they're gonna win the whole thing. I think what well, I think one of them will. I think one of them will lose, and the other one will blame the other one, and their feud will continue. I I don't think they're gonna win the whole thing. I, I almost uh, it's weird to say, but I almost liked NXT more than AEW this week. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. I didn't think I didn't think either show necessarily blew me away, um, but I still I still enjoyed I still enjoyed AEW more. But honestly, if, we, if we're talking this week's impact with last week's AEW, I both I think both of them were on the downswing um, as compared to the week before. Yeah. If if that makes sense, like I thought, Impact last week was amazing, and I thought um, AEW the week before that was was amazing too, and then the, then last week's AEW and this week's Impact were kind of like on a down, like like on a on a downswing, and I wouldn't even say like I, I wouldn't even say that AEW was bad. It just wasn't up to my typical AEW standards, if that makes sense. It's it was still kind of bland. It was kind still of miles bland. better than anything we see on Mondays. Fuck yeah. Um, so like at that point it's hard, you know, it's hard to complain, you know, because when, when I compare it to raw, like there was at no point, at no point was I bored watching AEW. At no point was I looking at the clock and like, Oh my God, this show feels like it's fucking 50 hours long. You know, at no point my, what I did, I feel like my intelligence was was being insulted like to the point where I just wanted to do something else. Well outside um, of the outside of the best friend part. Yeah, but you know, it was look, it was enough that JR commented on it himself. So when somebody on the program is 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 calling 
is calling it out, it's you're, it, it it makes you feel like the audience is in on the joke. If if that you know if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So as long as there's a voice of reason on on the program during during a certain point like that, I think that helps because they're because it shows essentially that they're not treating their audience like morons, you know, cause Jim Ross is there to be like, come on, really? Like, do you really think they're breaking up the best friends here? Like, you know, like let's, let's be realistic here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Will you, will you stop, you know? And that's kind of, and I, and I, and I, I appreciate that. I really, I really and truly can't stress enough how much I appreciate that about, about a, about AEW. Tomorrow's NXT card, pretty damn loaded, I, I got to say. Balor and O'Reilly take on Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Uh, Santos Escobar, Kurt Stallion for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Two Dusty Rhodes quarterfinal matches. MSK against Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Who wins that one, Matt? Ooh. I'm going to say MSK. See, see, you're the one that's thinking they're getting a proper push. I'm going to go with Dane and Maverick. Uh, I think this other quarterfinal match is going to be more obvious of who wins. Uh, Kushida Leon Ruff taking on Grizzled Young Veterans. It is clear Gargano is going to cost Kushida and Leon Ruff. Book it, pal. And I don't think we're going to have an upset in the women's Dusty Cup this time, like we did this week, last week. Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez take on Jesse Kamea and Aliyah. Yeah, no upset there, Matt. <laughs> Matt, let's talk about the A show of WWE SmackDown. Roman Reigns. Uh, you know, poor Roman got got blindsided, and uh, the opening segment ends with Paul Heyman against Adam Pierce in a match. What in the world happened there? What do you mean? <laughs> no, in. Paul, Paul, he's so afraid. Paul is so afraid of of uh, Roman Reigns that he he now wants to get in a match with Adam Pearce. <laughs> he's a tough guy now. I guess you can be with Roman as your as your as your guy, right? Well, it, it, look, I appreciated them doing something different. Yeah. Well, again, SmackDown is thinking outside the box. Raw is rehashing the box as many times as they can. (laughs) I mean, I mean, they're really, I mean, what they've done with Adam Pierce on SmackDown has been pretty good. I thought, you know, and WWE does have a track record of making us sick of authority figures. And I think they're doing a good job with Pierce booking wise. So, uh, Sammy Zayn with his documentary crew chains himself at ringside to protest. Uh, Charlotte Flair and Oscar took on the riot squad 
and uh well billy k fucked things up again and uh charlotte flair and oscar get the win and uh ruby and Liv kicked billy to the curb poor poor billy uh daniel bryan comes out talking uh about the royal rumble match how he's never won it um cesaro shows up saying that he thought he beat some sense into brian last week even uh greeted uh sammy Zayn on the way to the ring with some french because you know he speaks five different languages <laughs> i clicked on red i told you we're gonna love that <laughs> Dolph Ziggler shows up uh, as Cesaro issued an open challenge to anybody in the Royal Rumble match, and Dolph Ziggler shows up. And uh, Ziggler claimed nobody in the locker room can go toe-to-toe with him except Cesaro. No offense, Daniel Bryan, but it's not 2014 anymore. Uh, so uh, we, we uh, led to a Cesaro-Dolph Ziggler. Quick little win for Cesaro as, hey, hey, look at this. We're, we're pushing Cesaro. We're pushing Nakamura. We're doing some things with some different people on the A-show. I like it. Sasha Banks and Reginald was, uh, I thought, was pretty entertaining, Matt. Let's say it was something. Uh, Re- Reginald's got some moves. That's for damn sure. Big E, Apollo Crews ended with uh, Sami Zayn unhandcuffing himself and hitting a, kalu- a haluva kick and uh, on Apollo, which led to uh, Apollo winning by DQ. Kevin Owens from outside of the Thunderdome said uh, that he couldn't get into the building because Reigns pulled some strings. But he'll be at the Rumble, and he'll settle this with uh, with Roman once and for all. Um, is this a last band standing match? At the Rumble? Yeah. Yeah, Kale and Ryan's is last man standing. Oh, that's right, because they, yeah. Because Roman got cute and changed it from no DQ. That's right. Street Profits trying to kiss up to Sonya Deville with a fruit basket. Uh, Sonya says, well, Montez, wait till you're healing up, and then we'll put you back into that title shot. Um, Which is a fair assessment. Hey, why not? Uh, The obstacle course challenge, you know. It, it, it is what it was, but holy cow! How about how about Bianca Belair carrying Otis? That was badass, wasn't it? I was shocked that she was able to carry him that far, and I'm not trying to be mean, but Otis with, is a big fucking boy. And with and ease, she kind of yeah. I was gonna say she kind of carried him with ease, so it was it was kind of nuts. Uh. King Corbin defeated Dominic Mysterio really quick. So uh, Corbin is still a thorn in the Mysterio sides there. Uh, uh, 
Reigns, uh, obviously we did not get Heyman and, and Pierce in a match, and, uh, and Reigns hit Pierce with a Superman punch and was going to beat the hell out of him, but here comes KO. And uh, KO to save the day and uh, to end the show. But uh, was uh, trying to attack Reigns some more, but got stopped by the referees. So good stuff there to end the good A show. Uh, I'll tell you what, Raw was uh, a little better than average. A decent go-home show, I would say, Matt. I thought it was decent. I, I didn't think Raw was good at all. I thought it was decent. Uh, McIntyre back. You're in very, the, you're being very kind tonight. I am. Uh, McIntyre back in the uh, Thunderdome after uh, uh, being away with COVID. Um, had the face to face with uh, was going to have the face to face with Goldberg, but Ms. Morrison interrupted. Ms. Basically calling his shot that he's going to cash in regardless of what happens on Sunday. It'll be interesting to see if that hap- does happen. Goldberg then shows up, says. You, me, Sunday, you're next. And then Miz and Morrison continue to talk. So then Spear, Claymore, and uh, then they go back to the stare down to end that segment. Uh, I was perfectly fine with that segment. Not too not too bad with Goldberg and, and Drew there. Uh, Charlotte Flair, Shayna Baszler, uh, match we do want to see, but yet we only got one minute of it before it ended in DQ. And then Teddy Long came out and made it a six six-woman tag match play up. And then, uh, and then uh, uh, John Cone counts out uh, Shayna Baszler. And so then they complain and restart the match. And that was just a whole clusterfuck, wasn't it, Matt? Fuck of clustering. I'll tell you what, though. I, uh, I, I, uh, I, I kind of am liking what's going on with uh, Retribution and Xavier Woods and eventually a returning Kofi Kingston. It's clearly the best thing they've done with Retribution since they've put them on TV. I've I've liked this stuff so far, Matt. I mean, the matches have been, you know, not, you know, the matches aside, I think the build and such, I think in the story built in the story and going, calling back to two years ago, I, I think it's been good, I th- in my opinion, Matt. Don't you think it would make more sense instead of Xavier Woods having to be all alone that the other person who has been a thorn in retribution side and ricochet would want to help him out. I mean, that would take uh, creative putting two and two together though. Yeah. I mean, that's what, like, it's the logic shit that frustrates me with this company. Like they, they suddenly they want us to remember a storyline from two years ago. Um, but two weeks ago <laughs> when retribution was Peter was ricochet, we were supposed to forget about that. Ricochet is just not on TV anymore. He's like, nah. I got so it's so fucking frustrating. He's like, nah. I got beat up. uh, You know, it's somebody else's turn. I don't need to help. VIP lounge. uh, The uh, members uh, presented MVP with a brand new THB gold necklace. Uh, Alexander trying to claim that he helped design it, and and Benjamin didn't like that answer. And uh, then our truth came out. Because he thought THB stood for Truth Happy Birthday. <laughs> oh, truth. Never changed truth. And then all the 24-7 people came out. Hey, Tucker. Good to see you. They broke up heavy machinery. Now you get to run around chase the 24-7 champion. Uh, 
Sweet gold chain, though. Uh, Seamus John Morrison, again, uh, Seamus continuing to impress in, t- in the past year. Uh, this was a, a, a real good 10-minute match, TV match between these two guys. Uh, Seamus, obviously, a lot more momentum than Morrison at this point. Morrison, more of a joke at this point. And then Miz challenges them to a two-on-one match, which uh, Miz and Morrison got the advantage of later on. So that helped kill some time. Oh, we got a scene with Lacey Evans and Ric Flair that just uh, reminded us all of Triple H and Trish Stratus. Oh, that's exactly what it reminded me of. It wasn't done nearly as well either. No. Uh, R-Truth took on AJ Styles, I think, to try to get into the uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. (laughs) Oh, truth. Um, But uh, got a little offense in. But uh, eventually, I had to submit to the calf crusher. Riddle had to face the gauntlet to be able to face Lashley for the U.S. title, and that he did. Uh, he beat Benjamin first, mainly thanks to Cedric Alexander. Uh, he rolled up MVP because MVP was trying to break up the bickering duo, and then Riddle versus Cedric Alexander was uh, pretty fun. A uh, good match between those two guys. But in the end, Riddle gets the win there and will be able to get face Lashley. And then Lashley came out and slapped the old the old hurt lock onto Riddle in the end. Um, it has not been made official, but I'm assuming they're going to probably throw that in on Sunday, Matt. I mean, I, I feel like that since they haven't announced it by now, I don't know if they're going to. Like, I thought it was going to be for, for the Rumble. They only have five uh, matches, the, but two of Rumbles. The, yeah, I, look, I, I thought it would make sense to throw that in there, but the fact that it hasn't been announced and it's, and it's essentially Wednesday now, like, if we don't hear about it by the time, you know, NXT and AEW are over tomorrow, I don't think it's happening. Last year, we had two pre-show matches and six main card matches. And that's with two rumbles. And that's and that what? So you so you're saying they had eight matches total? Yeah, and and right now only five are announced. Well, you also need to keep in mind that fans are signed this year either. Yeah, and so, the, like and the plus, shows have been noticeably shorter. Well, um, since uh, the since the era of no fans have rolled in. True, but what I'm saying is they're they're just going to throw two matches together for the. Uh, pre-show so that I, don't leaves... think we're, I don't think we're getting a two-hour pre-show either we've never we haven't gotten the two-hour pre-show with no the, so they but in, they still may the, do the they, still, they still could do two matches though in one hour I, th- I think whatever they do in the pre-show will be one but they did six matches on the main card last year so maybe there's room to add one more match whether it oh be... no there's certainly room to add it i just don't know i don't know if they're going to because i feel like if they were going to this would have been something that should have been announced already yeah well, I, actually, Lashley's in the Rumble, so. Well, so Charlotte and Asuka and, and Nia and Shayna, they're, they're, yeah. they're fighting for the tag titles on the show, so. Yeah, that's true. And they're all pulling double duty. Well, Asuka's not pulling double duty, but. She could if she faced Alexa Bliss. If they No, she got, they, get, she get, they got that title shot out of the way on, uh, on Raw Monday. Well, it ended in a no decision, though. 
so it didn't end at all. Like the bell didn't even ring when they or it hit the RKO. Yeah. Uh, Edge cutting a very awesome promo, um, announcing he's going to return at the Rumble, which we expected, and and obviously with no crowd. Hey, why don't we just call the shot now and and, and uh, you know build the excitement for this week for uh, the return of Edge to the ring after seven months? So uh, nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, let's give fans six days to get their hopes up that Edge might win the Rumble and then give it to Brock Lesnar instead. <laughs> and as Matt said, Alexa Bliss and Oscar Raw Women's Championship um, and then uh, ended in finally uh, Randy Orton hitting an RKO on Bliss. We knew it was going to happen sooner or later, but there it was. There it was. Big news. Big bombshell dropped yesterday that the WWE network is now moving to Peacock, the streaming service of NBC. Oh, this change is going to happen effective in March. Uh, I believe March 18th is the date. So uh, details have not really been announced yet about how things are going to get moved over. If the current app is just going to be dead after the 18th and you got to go to Peacock, that stuff, I guess, will be worked out over the next, uh, you know, seven weeks. Uh, but the good news is uh, you can get every WWE pay-per-view and ad-supported uh, past con- all the content of the WWE Network with ads for half the price, five bucks. Or uh, uh, Peacock has ad-free version for ten bucks. So then uh, you're basically getting the WWE Network plus everything Peacock has with uh, all their NBC shows, Saturday Night Live. Uh, that you know they have The Office. I think they have Friends, uh, and that you know it's all ad free. I think Friends is HBO Max. Oh, you're right. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. I I've seen Friends because it was on NBC, but yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, I've seen people. Uh, here, here is the uh, the example of people just love to bitch about anything. I just don't see a negative thing about this, Matt. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you? Especially if you're just in it for the pay per views, you're now saving five bucks a month. I just hope the streaming. I hope their live streaming quality is prepared for this. Yeah, because as far as I know, Peacock doesn't live stream anything right now. Um, so I really fucking hope you guys are ready to stream fucking WrestleMania in in April. Hmm. Um, because if they don't, and this thing's a, and this thing's a fu- and, uh, and this thing's a fucking disaster, it's gonna be bad. Like the only thing you can, the only solace you can take in it is at least, um, Fast Lane will be the first pay per view on. Peacock, so they have a chance to get the kinks out of the system ahead of time. Uh, but yeah, like I'm not sure. Wall Street Journal is reporting that the uh, the uh, takeover is worth a billion dollars in revenue for the WWE, making two hundred million a year. WWE uh, president Nick Khan spoke with the rap about the announcement and uh, uh, highlights of the conversation of how it benefits the WWE. Um, 
he talked about how they went from a closed circuit to pay-per-view in the early eighties and were uh, the first mover outside of Netflix to go into the video on demand model in 2014 and I uh, believe they're the first mover to deal with a partner that is a massive conglomerate such as NBC. And so this is going to reach a whole new audience. Um, he mentions Peacock is free in 24 million homes that have Comcast cable and Cox. Uh, I believe Xfinity also gets Peacock for free. So that's an additional however many, you know, million subscribers that Xfinity has. Um, and then also mentioned about the, the cost of it going down to four ninety nine a month for the ad supported tier, um, which includes also English premier league. If you're a soccer fan in the office and uh, as stuff I just mentioned, talking about uh, what it means for SmackDown and Fox, he said uh, confident and happy with our Fox SmackDown relationship multiple years left on that deal. So nothing's changed there. So um, whether this deal was a reaction to losing live touring, he said it wasn't a consideration. We expect that we're going to have fans at WrestleMania in a couple months and expect that when it is safely able to come back above and beyond partial capacity, we'll be one of the first ones to go. Keep in mind that our events are typically priced fan friendly. And so that loss was not a deciding factor in the deal. So there you go. WWE or NXT has announced uh, three signings, um, uh, mainly ahead of the Women's Dusty Cup. Cora Jade, formerly known as Elena Black, who has appeared on AEW Dark and was a regular with Warrior Wrestling. Uh, Zoe Stark, known as Lacey Ryan worked with championship wrestling from Hollywood and also impact wrestling. Uh, and Gigi Dolan, who you may uh, recognize the most formerly known as Priscilla Kelly. Mike Johnson, a PW insider talking about WrestleMania 37 and, uh, can confirm that the current plan is for each night of WrestleMania to be a three hour broadcast going from seven to 10 Eastern card subject to change. Uh, beyond WrestleMania events, nothing has been locked into place for WrestleMania weekend. There have been rumblings of doing a virtual hall of fame event, but that is not hundred percent locked in. Company's primary goal is figuring out how to undertake letting fans attend safely. And uh, so that's where we're at right now. So at about uh, a few hours ago, WrestleVotes posted a tweet. That, that may scare the shit out of you. Who knows? It may be nothing. Who knows? They say... Sorry for the lack of details here, but noteworthy, in my opinion, had a brief conversation earlier with a source regarding the men's Royal Rumble match. They said, quote, there's a finish that scares the death out of me, and it's legitimately getting heavy consideration. Oh, boy. Uh.
would Brock Lesnar winning the Rumble really scare the death out of someone, though? There? This just screams something bad creatively. But I Brock can't. Unless they're coming back to main event mania, something bad creatively, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, that's true. This just seems like something different that is really going to make us shake our heads even worse. I don't know. <laughs> what else could it be? I don't know, man. Like Goldberg win the damn Rumble. Lose to Drew and win the Rumble. <laughs> lose to Drew and win the Rumble. Roman can lose to KO and then go win and win the Rumble. Now that does not – I don't hate that. The, the Fiend could set the entire Rumble on fire and nobody can win. Yeah, that, that's, that was my idea, pal. Yeah, well, you didn't say it, so I took it. Uh, Roman doing that does not that does not that that does not say oh that scares me because he's been booked so well that's not a bad that's not really terrible Goldberg (laughs) that's bad Brock is it's more annoying than bad but god I don't know this just screams even worse I don't know Uh, there is uh, Amazon Prime subscribers. There is a documentary on Amazon Prime now for uh, uh, talking about the rise and fall of Vampiro called Nail in the Coffin, if you want to go check that out. Talking some ratings. Uh, Impact's rating fell a little bit last week, down to 147,000, down from 161 the week prior. Uh, the battle on Wednesday nights was won once again by AEW 854 to 659 both did see increases from the prior week but both stayed the same in 18 to 49 0.3 to 0.14 smackdown continues to rise uh in their rating up to 2.28 million viewers a pretty good number there actually been their uh, outside of the nfl lead-in that's been their biggest number uh wow if we don't count the NFL lead-in that brought them 3.3 million, because that was kind of a easy, uh, kind of easy, uh, easy cheese there. That was the best rating for SmackDown since April 10th, which was what the Friday after WrestleMania. So, so SmackDown getting that audience. Monday Night Raw. It's been a good show. They deserve the audience. And Monday Monday Night Raw, though. Oof. Back down to 1.81 million. So there, Monday Night Raw, the the flagship show, getting half a million less viewers. Getting half a million less viewers. Total Bell has pulled in 418. No, 352. Sorry. Straight up Steve Austin pulling in good numbers for considering the time slot. 703,000 for uh, Tiffany Haddish. Impact Wrestling has announced that the Good Brothers versus Private Party will be set for No Surrender, which is on Impact Plus on February 13th.
Uh, Fox is bringing back WWE backstage. And um, it's going to air on Saturday, January 30th at 7 Eastern on FS1, special episode of WWE backstage. So pretty cool to see. No word if uh, that's a one-time thing or or uh, uh, going to be back for good. I'm going to assume one-time thing. AEW has trademarked Battle of the Belts, which was a classic event name, according to uh, PW Insider. WWE has filed some trademarks, mainly for the women that have joined and other new arrivals for uh, WWE, Cora Jade, Gigi Dolan, Zoe Stark, Duke Hudson, Serena Sandu, and Rohan Raja. A couple of new documentaries have debuted this week on the WWE Network. Pat Patterson documentary called My Way, as well as the Bianca Belair Chronicle, both have debuted. WWE Network News is reporting that WWE Icons documentary series will debut Sunday following the Royal Rumble, and it will be uh, uh, focusing on Yokozuna. One blessed with the name of Yoke. And uh, Superstar Spectacle. That was today, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't say it. I didn't either. It kind of snuck up on me. And uh, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers are launching a podcast network and new original series. Um, the major pod network is to expand on the success of their flagship show, the major wrestling figure podcast. Uh, they're going to, uh, the launch includes two initial new original podcast series. Um, the network is especially excited to announce the February 17th launch of the new podcast series, MC the true long Island story. And as we mentioned last week, that was being, um, uh, uh, trademarked by by Cardona, the podcast will be a deep dive into Cardona's groundbreaking YouTube series Z True Long Island Story, which pioneered the use of social media to uh, get a wrestler over, even though Vince didn't like it. That's basically the gist of it, right, Matt? Pretty much. The network is also thrilled to announce the launch of another new original podcast series, Extreme Conversations with Brian Myers. Uh. They explore uh, each episode explores a historic moment from classic ECW with interviews from the very wrestlers involved, as well as other insiders. So good stuff from those guys there. Royal rumble is upon us this Sunday from the Thunderdome. All we got is five matches to go off of though. Right now that might be all we get. Who knows? So here we go. Tag team titles on the line. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler against Asuka and Charlotte Flair. Matt, I don't see a title change here. Do you? I, I sure as hell hope not because mm-hmm. I you know how I feel about Nia Jax. Um, nah, 
I don't know. <laughs> but but who who knows? Like I honestly, either either <laughs> outcome here would not surprise me. This is this might be a whole night of who knows. Not wrong. Um, I, I'll go with Charlotte and Oscar, but I'll tell you, I'm not 100 percent confident with it. Man, I'm not either now that you talk about it. But on paper, off the top of my head, I'm like, yeah, it ain't going to be a title change. But now, with Charlotte dealing with Lacey and Oscar dealing with Alexa, it, it could very well happen. Damn it, Matt. Why did you have to go and put that in my head? I'm just, I'm just saying <laughs> that. Like, like that's it's just the truth, man. WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre and Goldberg. Oh, my God. Like I said, this could be a night of bad decisions, just like college. <laughs> just like college with the swing, man, daddy. Uh, I sti- really don't. I really don't think Drew loses here. I'm sticking to my guns with Drew here. Especially after he said he was dedicating the match to everybody who was fought or was fighting COVID. Yeah, yeah, I posted. I'm like, I, I'm I, like, I, like I, if you fucking have him lose after that, like, go look, go to hell. Dick move there. Yeah, that that would be that would be such a shit thing to do. And with uh, Drew McIntyre retaining the WWE Championship, I'm sticking to my guns on the Universal Championship, and I am predicting Kevin Owens defeats Roman Reigns for the Universal Title. Matt, what do you think? See, the storyline dictates that Kevin Owens should win. He he really, really should win this match. But I don't know what their plan for Roman is for WrestleMania. If they're going to do Roman and Goldberg, that doesn't need the title. So you know, take the title off of take the title off of Roman, and. And let KO fight somebody else. How solid do you feel like that? That's happening for Mania. What Roman and Goldberg? Yeah, fifty-fifty. My my thought on that my thought on that Russell votes tweet is what if what the only thing that could be bad about the Roman thing is it's booked so poorly that Roman just uses his abuse uses an abuse of power to just come in and win. To where it's booked so badly. It's the only thing I can think of. People no. would absolutely yeah, the, I think people would hate it. I really do. Well, he's a heel now, so hell it helps. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Like I think KO should win, but I feel like they're gonna I feel like they're gonna I feel like he's gonna lose. Like I feel like Roman's gonna retain. Like, but the, to me, the, the storyline dictates that Kevin Owens should absolutely win this match. I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna stick with KO. I hope you're right. I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Roman, but I'm hoping KO wins. I think this is obvious, but uh, we'll see if we match up here. Women's Royal Rumble. Who's your winner? Well, I was picking Ronda Rousey until she teased until she teased an appearance on Twitter today. Now I don't think she's going to be in it. Um, 
I think as soon as anybody kind of hints that they're going to be doing something, I feel like they're not going to be doing it. So I feel like it kind of eliminates them from the equation. So by my Ronda Rousey pick, I kind of feel like it's out the window now. Uh, man, I'll, I'll, again, not confident at all. I'll go with Bianca Belair. Yeah. That's my pick is Bianca Belair. It <clears throat> sets up because I, I, I've been saying all along, it's got to be Bianca and Sasha at Mania. And so now it just sets up perfectly that if Bianca wins the Rumble, I mean, she had the, she had like the eight eliminations or something last year. So she to already me, had to me, if to me, if it's not Bianca and it's not Ronda Rousey, it's gotta be Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Like, I don't think it can be any, I, honestly, I do not think it can be anybody other than those three. It's it's got to be one of those three because Becky ain't coming back for the Rumble. No, and well, my initial... I think Becky will be back in time. I do think Becky will be in the ring at WrestleMania. Yeah, I do believe that, but I don't believe she's going to be back for the Rumble. I wonder. Oh no, yeah, no, never mind. Yeah, and uh, never mind. I'm, don't even erase that memory. Uh, uh, like I, I originally thought Alexa Bliss was going to win it, but now that they've kind of fast tracked her to Asuka, that's changed. So yeah, I think it's yeah, it's going to be Bianca. I'm pretty certain. I think the fact that they've already run through Oscar in in Bliss two times in two weeks tells me she's not going to win. No, uh, I think if they wouldn't have done those matches leading into this, I think she would have a much greater, much greater odds of winning. But well, now, like I, I feel, I feel, I literally, I feel like it's it's, it's Belair. It's Ripley, or it's or it's Ronda. Right. I don't think any other woman has been set up properly to win this match. I mean, unless they bring in somebody that no one's seen, unless they bring like Tessa Blanchard or or or, or, so, or something along those lines. Like, I just don't like. I don't even think they get. I don't even think you bring Ty Valkyrie and have her win it. Like. Twelve of the but thirty. But I feel women. like you. I feel like you could have Tessa Blanchard debut and winning. Yeah, twelve. Um, of, twelve of the only twelve of the thirty women have been announced so far. Yeah, we're, we're look. We're, we're going to get almost everybody from the the Raw and SmackDown roster. We're going to get a we're going to get a handful of girls from NXT. We're going to get a few surprises. I think we'll see Marlena. Uh, I think we'll yeah. see Eva Marie. Um, you know, people that you know, we already know that Eva Marie signed with the company. Yeah, they're just trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do with her. So, I mean, this would be a good place. I would not be surprised to see Ty Valkyrie, although I'm hoping she goes to AEW instead. Just the fact that her husband's in WWE worries me that that's where she's going to end up. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Like like I said, like we, we've named, we've named the, you know, the three or four people that it might be. I don't, I don't think it could be anybody other than them. Like, if you think, if you think, I'm sure there's people out there that think Charlotte's going to win it. I just don't see them. I don't see Charlotte last winning. year. Yeah, exactly. I don't see them letting Charlotte win back-to-back women's Royal Rumbles, and I, I think that would be disastrous for her, for her long-term likability or lack thereof on the internet right now. Lacey Evans is probably going to eliminate her anyway, so. 
Well, I was all set confident on the men's side of things until that WrestleBoats tweet tonight. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that that was that that seemed to be the plan for weeks now. But if look at the same token, if KO beats Roman, Daniel Bryan doesn't make any sense. He doesn't make sense for either opponent. He doesn't make sense for Drew or KO. <clears throat> no, it just makes so, for a good. It just makes for a good history making match with KO. No, no, I agree. I mean, it would make for a great match, but I mean, it doesn't make you know storyline sense. So, I don't know, man. I, I'm worried. I, I, I like. I, I fear it's going to be Lesnar. Hmm. Um. Even worse, we might not get a Rumble result at all. You know, if they do something, they like if they use your idea and they do something fucking wacky with the Fiend, we don't even get a men's Royal Rumble winner. That was my initial thought was they just something booking wise to. And that would certain, and that would certainly be something that would piss people off. The way that was worded does not say Lesnar returns to win the Rumble. That. Way that that guy worded that that source worded that does not say Roman wins the Rumble or 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 Goldberg Goldberg winning the Rumble even just the way that is worded screams a shitty booking decision that is not revolved around who wins. If you catch my drift. Yeah, I don't know, man. I look. I was looking forward to the rumble. To me, and, that, and now, now, be to be honest, I'm a bit nervous now. Yeah, to so, me, Le- yeah, Lesnar coming back and winning it does not fit that that sentence. Neither does and definitely Roman losing and then coming back and winning that. No, well, Goldberg. Like, other people, like you also got to keep in mind that like other people are pointing this out. This is only one man's opinion. Yeah, you know, like this is only one man in the company's opinion that this result scares him to death. Maybe it's maybe it's great. Maybe it's, maybe this person doesn't like it, but we will. Like I, I don't know. Um, Russell Boat certainly didn't drop any hints. No, you know, as to who it's going to be. Uh, uh, sports Sports Kita is is reporting that there are going to be a lot of part timers at WrestleMania this year. Like a lot. Well, one of the first so, com- one of the first comments on that tweet was Shane McMahon. <laughs> that was going re- awful. Heel Shane against KO WrestleMania groan. God, that would be terrible. I mean, it's not WrestleMania worthy because of the w- the way they've booked them. They, I mean, they've only just begun to finally book them well, but. I mean, either either Cesaro or Nakamura would be great, but they've been booked so poorly for so long as singles people. It's hard to fathom a WrestleMania match with those guys. Um, if Roman stays champion, it'd be cool to see a Big E try to go double champ at Mania. Big E and Roman would be a good feud. In my opinion, 
to me, any hope I had of seeing Big E win the Rumble went out the window when he won the IC title. I agree, but there's, but you know, maybe maybe Big E goes for double champ, and you know that might not be so bad. That certainly doesn't sound like a terrible idea. No, I'm just talking predictions now. I'm not trying to predict the shitstorm that that guy's predicting. Because that's the only thing I can think of is the Fiend comes back, and obviously the Fiend is going to be back in the Rumble. I I would assume so as well, due to the fact that Randy Orton's going to be in, in the Rumble itself. Yeah. Um. So, I I still think with this, with all this money WWE is making right now, extra billion dollars over the next five years of the fucking Peacock deal. Brock Lesnar. Fuck you, you fucking call Phil, man. Yes. Ain't gonna happen, but yeah. And, I'd and love you to. get him, and you get him in for WrestleMania season, even if he's not gonna be, even if he's not gonna be sticking around afterwards, just to have him around for like three or four months would just change the game for a bit. Man, him and KO at Mania. That would be fun. I mean, even him and McIntyre Mania would be cool. Yep. I I just I feel like they WWE to me needs to do something that's going to get the fans excited on Sunday, not something that's going to piss the fans off. And they need to be they need to be really careful. It's not like it's not like Raw is blowing up the uh, blowing up the numbers for them right now. Not but at, at all. Same, but here's but here's the problem with that. Raw's doing historically the worst numbers they've ever done, and NBC still gives them a fucking billion dollars to host their WWE shit for the next five years on Peacock. Yep. So all to me, all that tells Vince is I can book all the garbage that I want, and it doesn't fucking matter. And I mean that's depressing in itself. Yep. I think we've exhausted all options. Oh, boy. Sunday's going to be interesting, man. Yeah. Man. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about, good or bad, next week. That's for damn sure. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Lost the Midcard. Thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, any of your favorite podcasting apps. Make sure you search for Lost in the Midcard. Hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way, typically every Wednesday. We are also on the YouTube, and the links to all that are on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lost in the midcard, or on the Twitter at LITMC Podcast, where we also share a lot of the great tweets from the wrestling world. Matt is on the Twitter at Rob Showtime. I am on the Twitter at JB Husker, so give us a follow there as well. And uh, before we ride off into the sunset, look forward to that Royal Rumble on Sunday. Matt, what are your final thoughts? I like I said, I, I just hope WWE is smart going into Sunday's show. I hope, you know, what whatever they put on is uh is is a smart thing is smart decisions to get the fan base excited for the road to WrestleMania. And because now is not the time to be cute. Now now is the time to do shit to get people, you know, excited and pumped up for, you know, your biggest show of the year. Like don't don't fuck around. <laughs> oh 
They're going to fuck around. I have a feeling. I'm worried about. For Matt Black, this is Jeremy Bennett. Thank you for tuning in to Lost the Midcard. We'll catch you next week with our 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 rela- our, our reactions. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.